definitely don't talk that close to the mic. <sighs> He's gonna do it anyways. Yep, there he goes. Blowing shit, blowing the speakers. Yeah. Tim Buck too. Fucking heel. Fucking heel envy. Don't fucking doesn't tell know me what to, to do. Don't tell me what to do or what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> don't produce this shit, producer. No, I, you can do whatever <laughs> the fuck you want. You just don't tell me what to do. Nobody tells heel envy what to do. Right. Yeah. Go fucking straight heel on all your bitch asses. Except Ash. She will definitely tell me what to do. And then forget and yell at me for doing it, like pruning a tree. You did. You, fu- you I remember that. You said something this morning, right? You fucked a tree up? Bro, I that was killed it. I fucking destroyed it. She said she didn't want the tree anymore, and I was out trimming branches and shit from the winter so that when it grows in, it grows in all full and even, and I don't have to trim, you know, I don't have to walk through full trees to get to branches that are dying. So I was like, well, let me trim this one back. And then as I'm trimming it back, I was like, wait, this is the one she wants to get rid of. So I just kept trimming fucking Edward Scissorhand style, and there ain't shit left to it. And she's pissed. She's like, I never said that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I love that tree. There's no coming back from it. Got Ev. Nope. This picks up every little sound. Yeah, so shut the fuck up. What are we doing? Beat it, dweeb. Dweeb? Wow. I don't know. I don't know what Travis. I don't is either. Doing. Play the fucking intro. I got shit to do. It sounds like he's. I bet he's playing the fucking intro. What happened? You just can't hear it. Play the you fucking intro. No. No. Fucking amateur. It's your first day. <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't. You really. You know you just put the camera on your dick? <laughs> yeah, my bad. It's my sack, but yeah. Um, what? His sack was busting out them Cheetos. Oh, yeah, it really is. Do they I'm make them lie. in grown-up sizes? It's almost or like no? I'm wearing tights. Um, you, can't, you really can't hear that? No. No. We hear you and your kid. All right, please go. What is the problem? Your kids don't listen. That's oh the problem. Why? Because you're a bad dad. I'm here. You just told me to go. You were just fine running around and doing all this other shit. Yeah. And now that I hit record, you come here. <laughs> the kiss of death. You should remind him that he's white and has a bright future ahead of him. Can you guys hear me still? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, why is my shit not working? I totally muted myself. After four years of being removed from the public eye, Chris Envy, the fearless leader of Dynasty Wrestling, is once again making his return to the professional wrestling world. This is the Envy Me Podcast. This is the Envy Me Podcast. Taking you through the rise, fall, and rise again of one of the Northeast's most respected pros. From in the ring to out of the ring, brace yourself to hear some of the most insane stories ever told. And you'll get them right from the source. Real, real, raw, raw, unfiltered. This is Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. Co-hosted by Travis Manning. Now, here he is. This is Chris Envy. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Welcome it's to Envy Me, a Dynasty <laughs> podcast. I'm Travis Manny, alongside our douchebag producer, Ryan. Now, the host of your show, the Chris Envy. What's going on, Chris? I apologize what for up? that, what that up? asshole. Nah, man. <laughs> if this show started out smooth, it wouldn't be our show. You know, I, I had it perfect. Yeah, and I have to ask you something. You know, I, I've never asked you this before, 
But do you honestly feel like like you know you you live up to the to that great intro? Because it does say you're one of the most respected pros in and out of the ring, and just want you to know you did not. Write I haven't that. met anybody that says something nice about you yet. Yeah, that's accurate. Somebody <laughs> asked uh, two days ago. She said, um, "Are you really going to get back in the ring?" Because I posted that vague status, like, "Hey, there's this show and this show this weekend. You should go because you never know where I might show up." So she's like, are you actually going to show up? And I was like, well, yeah, eventually, but not anywhere local because TIW fucking hates Chris Envy. And Mike King, while we're good, doesn't do most of his own booking right now. Some other people are writing the show, which is fine, but they're going to bury Chris Envy. So I won't be working for those two companies. So, but yeah, he's nobody works for Chris someone. Uh, there's three lined up, but. I need gear before I pull the trigger on it. Yeah. And they're pretty, they're good. One of them I've wrestled for before. One of them, I think I got a good shot at being a, a pretty good storyline. And then the other one is brand new. No idea. Just shooting my shot. Cause fuck it. Why not? You know, I, I agree. I mean, you know, you do own a fucking company, but I know man. And somebody else today told me that I should, somebody else said I should too, but how do you do that? Like, I don't want to keep putting myself over there, but I also don't want to job myself out. It's like, who the fuck wants to book a guy that loses every time? Yeah. No, nobody jobs out the Chris Envy. Mr. Except Envy most of my himself. opponents. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> I've only ever seen him get his ass kicked, but nobody jobs out that guy. Not, hey, not on my watch. Job to do. We all got a job to do. <laughs> oh. All right, let's um let's get back into some some wrestling talk because on Saturday night, yeah, I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to break down the whole um, elimination chamber pay per view because I feel like we get a little long winded when we do that, but I do want to talk about the main event because I honestly feel like that was a masterclass in storytelling. Now. Let me get your take. No, fuck you. It, that shit was that shit was great. Let me get your take, Chris, on on that main event between Sammy and Roman. Um. Okay. Between Sammy and Roman, uh, absolutely phenomenal. I don't know that anyone could have written it better. Um, not just the way it was written, but the way they performed it was amazing. Like you thought it was over so many different times, and it wasn't. Um. To the point where when it finally does end and Roman wins, you're like, wait, that was it? He won on that? After everything else you gave him, that's what put him away? But masterful. um, I did not like, enjoy, or see a need for KO coming out looking so disinterested to make the save. I I felt like he looked like... Kevin Owens, like that's how we. I just feel like that's the unnecessary. Get the same Kevin Owens. It did nothing for the story. If well, you want to put those like... two against the Usos at Mania, cool. Right. But no, why? Yeah. Jay was there, right? Kevin Owens and and to go out and attack Reigns. Reigns wiped the fucking floor with Owens. Yeah, it wasn't needed. He did nothing to help the story at all. Like, oh look, you saved me. And Sammy looked like he let him down. If you look at that crowd, look, listen, I ran shows, man. 
that the way you left the crowd in Montreal is never the way you want to leave a crowd. So flat and defeated after they were behind this man for so long. They were exhausted at the end of the night. And the looks on their faces, Sammy said it in the press conference. Like he felt disconnected. But to leave your fans like that, man. Like, you know, for real, let them down. And, you know, that's. They, in, in my opinion, you should have had Sammy. Referee gets knocked out. Kevin comes out in a ref shirt, counts reigns down. Sammy wins. Crowd goes ape shit. Another ref comes out and says, "Hey, you're not a real referee. That doesn't count. Restart the match." And then you can put the re- belt on reigns. But it gives you don't the crowd think that what they gets, want. You, don't, you think that doesn't piss the crowd off even more than what happened? Because I feel like that would. But at least really they had their off. if. Yeah, but then you'd be you'd be giving it to him like here, here you go. Nope, taking it right back. I feel like that really. But at least they gave it to him. On fire. At least they gave it Not to him. They way. they didn't even give it to him this time. They took it all away. Owens went out there, looked so disinterested, like no no inflection, no facial emotion, nothing. Just like, all right, I guess I'm coming out to put my best friend over because I couldn't get myself over this hot. Yeah, and then walks away. I don't. I feel like that part sucked, but the match itself, amazing storytelling, amazing. The way that Jay was just there when Reigns turned around to use the chair, and he's just there, like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I honestly, that's the. This is the first match I've seen in a long time, at least from uh, WWE, where I'm like, I was on the edge of my couch, like just glued yeah. to the television. Yeah, that I watched it again the next day. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. I feel like a lot of times with wrestling these days, I'll, I'll be watching it and I'll kind of like, you know, I'll be glancing at my phone. I'll look up every now and then, you know, I'll go do something else yep. and I'll yep. come back and I'll be like, it's oh, background noise. On? Yeah. Right. And but did you get the feeling at the end? Did you get that that same defeated feeling that you felt when Cody run the Rumble? Um, like, oh, kind of knew it was going to happen this way. Yep. Every time I, you watch I, that I show. I don't think it was a defeated feeling with Cody because I didn't see the, how they could go anywhere else. They weren't going with Gunther. So I, I don't but I didn't see that where... wouldn't your day? Wouldn't it have been better if it was anyone other than Cody? Anyone other than I don't Cody. Think, just I don't to think not... for, for me at, at Rumble, it wouldn't have. For this see, match, I, needed... I, I agree. And we all knew where they were going. Right, and but, it's like Bautista all over again. You yeah. hear about it months in advance. I mean, Rollins and, and uh, Paul, we saw right. that coming when he eliminated him out of Rumble. So when he made his appearance, like, oh, yeah, that's how they're going to make it happen. And I get it. WWE's been doing it forever. They're the I was best. Say, at, the, you know, the, the, the whole, when WWE, you know, let's say WWF times, the whole slogan was anything can happen in the WWF. Right, right. Like, that that was literally their slogan. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that anymore. It feels like you're getting the same... You you know what's going to happen before it happens. You're getting the same thing. You know, Ro- Roman is now... I, I love the fact that Roman is over 900 days. It shows that they're actually investing in, in a real push and, like, you know, telling a story. Okay, but so after now... A while, it gets stale. And if Cody not, not wins Roman's at Mania, if Cody wins at Mania, are we excited or are we like, fuck, that's stupid? Because we know it's coming. It's the, the finish the story. I am excited. 
I'm not. I, fu- I think it fucking sucks. I am. Roman's earned it. I'm, I also wouldn't put it past them to keep the belt on Roman. <laughs> if if Cody wins the Monday after Mania, I love it. Yeah. But to win it at Mania, it's just too storybook. It's too yeah, predictable. Come on, tell me how great would that be if you know Cody loses, even if it's a schmaz finish. Cody loses, yeah. and then they run it back on Raw. The big, you know, Raw yeah. after WrestleMania, and he wins it. Then yeah. that would that place would fucking lose it. Yeah, they would. I, I do think that's how they should go. I agree, hundred percent. I don't even care if Cody or if uh, Sammy comes out to try to make the save and screws up and costs Cody the match. Because then yeah. they have a story going forward. I think that there's no way in hell anybody's going to ever beat Roman Reigns for both of those belts at one time. No one else is going to hold both of those belts at one. He'll be the last person to do so. But, you know, I saw if Cody wins, he's going back to the, the winged eagle. I saw he wanted to try to, to push it that way. I mean, he got like the he white intercontinental back. back. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, he's maybe he's got more pull than we think. I don't know, man. I love the match. I think the ending kind of left me feeling like I needed something else to end the show. Um, I don't like the predictability of Reigns winning. I'm okay that Reigns won. Uh, I'm just jaded, man. Like WWE does a great job, and I'm not trying to bury them. I'm a fan who's always trying to figure out the next step. I try not to read dirt dirt sheets, but I want to know what's coming. I mean, I don't read, but I try to figure it out. Like you watch a movie, like, oh, who's the killer? I'm that guy. Mm -hmm. I don't just sit back and enjoy it. I'm like trying to figure it out. How would I book this? I armchair book it the whole time. Yeah, I I Um, do the same. I'm like, I do it a lot, especially with movies. But um, yeah, so it kind of takes a little bit out of it. Yeah. And now, so we were talking about Roman on the, um, you know, he's over 900 days now. This has been the longest streak we've seen, um, or the, the you know the longest title reign we've seen in quite a long time. Um, you know that that's pretty damn. You know that's dominating. You know he's he's right. literally right. has run that place for what three years now, and he's when, defending it. Right. Yeah. Now I did see somewhere he's only defended it like less than thirty times in three years, which. Still, it's still you know, almost once a, month. once a month. Yeah, that's like once a month. Thirty six yeah. is three years. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's had it longer than that. <laughs> oh, still thirty matches um, with the title on the line. Yeah, he may not do it on Raw or SmackDown, but he does it when it matters. Right, and that, that's the thing. You know, he, I guess it's probably twenty eight times like, more than Brock did. Yeah, but I, I feel I mean, like people look at him now as kind of like part time. Nine hundred days. Right. And yeah, that's but how many thing. days are on TV? Only two, what, four, so eight, nine days a month you're only on TV. If you're on Raw, yeah, SmackDown, 30, and one pay-per-view. days is only like 30 months. Right. So once that's a month. That's not even three full years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's once a month. How much more is you he know supposed what? to fucking you know do? What? I didn't do the fucking math when I read it, okay? It <laughs> well, actually wasn't tell. 30. It was like 25, 24, 25. But whatever. I think you're not the finance guy at your job. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got 36 months, but that's only $30 a day. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Okay. Well, speaking of, of Roman being so dominating, um, you know, as a booker and as somebody that, that runs a independent wrestling company, 
did you ever did you ever have somebody booked maybe not in the the fashion of roman you know as dominant as he has but or as he's been but has have you ever booked something where like there was like an unstoppable force in dynasty no you know no never nope i we had uh mike verna our first champion he went almost 300 days as a champion now granted we only Chris, have one show a month dominating we only have one show a month, so <laughs> he said he nope, defended it no, like ten times. Days. <laughs> yes, exactly. It sounds a lot more. But um and the only time he lost his championship was when he fought TNA champion Eddie Edwards in a title versus title match that went twenty minutes. Crowd asked for five extra minutes. Eddie finally came out came out on top. It such a fucking barn burner of a match. Uh, I don't even want to ruin it. We'll put it on. I'll send you a link. You can put it wherever the hell you want to put it. Such yeah. a great, but he won Coming every match. Now. Anyone we put in front of him until he got screwed out of a championship. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Verno so was that, the closest. Yeah. I mean, Zach, Zach Clayton went a long time too, but he was kind of a, a chicken shit champion. You know, cheat to win kind of thing. That That doesn't make you dominant to me. Did you never right. book someone like that on Dynasty because you didn't have access necessarily to workers of that size that are like That's, actually like real big? We've had a couple big guys, but a lot of the bigger guys can't go that a lot of bigger guys wrestle like bigger guys. And to me, I don't enjoy those. I've covered this before. I didn't like Brock versus Goldberg. I don't like big man, big man matches. I don't like it. I, I, I thought need, I Brock like, versus Bobby was the worst match on the card. Saturday. I agree. I, it and it was terrible. sloppy. Like, yeah, it was just. I don't know. I kind of like how it ended. Really? Finish after finish after finish after finish. Yeah, with the referee after the match. I was going to say, with, with Brock going crazy, it's great. But Brock when, is this big, tough motherfucker, but he couldn't get out of that move that was what he had him and he, he probably kicked him in the dick right but the rest of the match yeah. was boring you need to see oh i didn't watch i only caught the end <laughs> Braun yeah exactly Braun against ricochet good Braun against almost no you know what i mean so well, he's i we've mean had he's big guys. gonzalez all over again it's fucking horrible look, look some of these guys up look up uh we had a guy called uh leon mason he's six plus 300 plus um we had a big Jim Anderson fucking wrecking ball, but he tweaked his knee. Uh, he really never got going in a story that we wanted to. Um, Rex Lawless, fucking monster of a man. Uh, Mike Nice, MPG. You know, we've had big guys. Zach Clayton, who's on uh, AEW constantly. Jersey Shore. MPG. Uh, that's Jay who, Wow's love interest. That's who you put up against uh, Bobby Lashley, right? Uh, MPG was. Yeah, so you don't yeah. like big man versus big man, but when you get Bobby Lashley there, you put him up against one. You gotta give man. him a big man. You got to. <laughs> I don't listen. Even on because that show, you don't have smaller workers that can like <laughs> work against his size. Good. So listen, like, put on that you show, you want to put you, you want to do David and Goliath? Put myself against Bobby Lashley. Is it anywhere close to believable that I'm gonna even hurt Bobby Lashley? Let alone Not beat him. You. <laughs> no, but it's believable that you're a tough motherfucker that can eat that ass whooping, though. Yeah. And to me, I'd rather watch a tough motherfucker eat an ass whooping than some big dominant force. I will, you know, and I agree. Up. I agree. But at the time, very, I mean, this is 10 years ago, our first show, yeah. 2013. 
a big guy like Bobby Lashley, you need another guy who looks his stature, you know, for the for the poster and for the face off and the standoff, none of which we got. But in retrospect, you know, when they're standing <laughs> eye to eye against each other in the ring, that's a menacing force, MPG. Dude squats fucking cars. Yeah. That's but, ridiculous. So no, we didn't really have anybody that was dominant and would go in like Goldberg and crush people or would just dominate their their opposition. Verna would win, but he gave his opponent a lot, like and he took a lot. It was a very 50-50, 60-40 type booking. Like we we gave him a lot of good quality opponents and he always came out on top until he didn't. Sounds like we may need a dominant unstoppable force in the new dynasty. All right. Well, you twisted my arm. Fine. I'll do it. I'll be your unstoppable force, Chris Envy. And, you know, I'm I'm happy about that. I'm just concerned at why you're wearing the tights now. (laughs) I mean, I didn't think anybody could see that. I'm glad you're getting into character, but I I think it's okay to take those off now. (laughs) Not now. I mean, after the podcast, we don't want to turn your camera off. Or put it on OnlyFans, whatever. I'm all about making a buck. Well, I thought we had a Patreon. We'll put it there. No, not yet, because you know, I I already told this man, I'm not going forward with the Patreon until he gets this fucking. He really starts promoting this podcast out there, and we get a bunch of listeners. Listen, I've invited 1,500 people. I invite 100 every time you drop an episode because that's all Facebook lets me do is 10 at a time. Zuckerberg, that's good. Maybe you should start direct messaging people that you know would like it and be like, hey. I have. That's why we have 160. You should join the new era and make yourself some hop on that TikTok and make some TikToks. Well, if I had footage, maybe I would. No, make a TikTok. Use the camera. Do something. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, he'll make 30 TikToks a day at work of his job. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. My boss is like, are you ever going to talk about me on the show? No. Yeah, there you go. Hey, boss. No. (laughs) (laughs) He gets so mad that I make TikToks at work of him. He just comments stolen valor. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It is. So now we we talked about how how BG won't take his gear off. So speaking of gear, <laughs> you know you you keep sending us. So you know you're coming back. What are you wearing at this point? Probably nothing because we don't know. Yes, I'd pay to see <laughs> so, that. So you know you're sending us all this different stuff. Have you come up yeah. with any? You know I know you're still kind of all over the place. Have you honed it down to anything as far as you know where you're going to go gear wise on this? gigantic uh, return i will give you some the envy master himself morse master yeah. i will give you some morsels i will not be wearing kick pads good um i will okay. not be wearing trunks good uh i will have um an entrance piece of apparel um oh, and i have a king <laughs> oh no it's a cape oh <laughs> I don't want to give away too much um, the color scheme is going to be uh, there's going to be different colorways um, the initial one 
is going to be unique and fairly original. It's been done one other time very successfully. Um, it's not pink and black. Uh, somebody else put me onto it. They're like, hey, listen, this is something that you love. Use it. Okay, we'll do it. The design um, might change a little bit with different colors. Uh, the ass will say envy me in the probably the podcast font. Um, yeah. And there won't be a mask. <clears throat> Hopefully. The mask is still up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what's not up in the air? Um, Sunday is confirmed. Sunday will be yes. the first in-ring return. Uh, we just got to tell him what time. He can do any time. Sick. I'm down. Yeah, anybody... just training, right? This ain't a show. Right, right. Yep, just oh. training. There are several it... shows I want to be on in March, but I, I don't think I'll get the gear in time. Yeah, and, and you know, ladies and gentlemen. I, you know, maybe you can just take a little more time. to. I, I was going to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you guys know that this uh, March in-ring return could all come to an end <laughs> come this Sunday, so... <laughs> Let's uh just, we'll keep I'll you posted say, on how it goes. Maybe we should warm up a, a little more than just a couple weeks because you know, like Okay. Yes and no. It depends on how long we train on Sunday. Um also I don't know, you might I'm sh- there's a bump card. Every every man, woman, and in between that has ever stepped in those ropes has a bump card. Yeah. Every time mine. you bump, you get a punch. Mine is damn near tapped out. So yeah, I don't want to go out uh, there. 45 on mine. 45 bumps. Bumps? Yeah, that was about it. Total. Total well, you I only think, did it for two yeah. weeks. Yeah, Max. And you out. probably got taken advantage of because of where you oh, went. Absolutely. That's why I'm waiting, man. I'm. I'm That's why he gets I, that bump on his I need, I need to take. I need to take a bump or, or 20. There's a lot of stuff that you, you will do in front of a live crowd that you will not do at practice. Like, yeah. uh, King Tez, you think he tried that flip off the top of the cage before that ma- that moment? No fucking way. That's I like, don't know. No, he probably has practiced flipping onto a crash pad. I was going to say the way the performance oh, sure. center is. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that they're practicing I'm everything. Just, I'm just saying. I don't think there's a lot of wrestlers that don't wrestle for five years and then practice for two weeks and then wrestle. And it's not going to be two say, weeks. Five years ago, when he wrestled, it was just in a like a rumble, like a. a <laughs> like it wasn't even like he had a full on match. Oh, I'm that's, just saying that's inaccurate. Two years no, ago I'm was just, the Rumble. I'm, Five years ago when I broke I'm my just, neck was a singles match oh, against D three. My apologies then. So for wow his, for his safety <laughs> and safety first. The Rumble right? was three three years ago now. I think life on the line here, and it was fucking phenomenal. The the Rumble World of Hurt Rumble was great. I wish I had done more in that Rumble. The way I felt afterwards, the way usually after a show, driving home, every the adrenaline starts to wear off and you start to stiffen up, and yeah, it's just not a good ride home. Usually, next now day how, you're real sore. So when you okay. came back for that, um, how long did you train <laughs> leading up to that? Tell me you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I got in the ring. Damn. But but. I may not have hit the... I mean, I probably hit the ropes in my backyard a little bit. Um, yeah. But as far as taking bumps, I didn't because I didn't know if I even could. I wasn't cleared medically. I didn't... It didn't matter so to rumble. you wanted to wait until you were in the match to find out if you could take a bump? Yeah, because you don't bump in a rumble. <laughs> you take a couple bumps... Call couple, it in the ring. 
you take a couple kicks in the corner, a couple punches, maybe a chop. They whip you against the ropes. They try and throw you out. You fight your way back in. You go to another corner and fight with somebody else. You so you were bump. you were well protected in the rumble. Yes, and the people I was in there with Mikey Cheese, um, Shane Alden, uh, Fox. You know, the, so the, now, they know. Obviously, when you're coming back and you're wrestling singles matches, or even if you're doing tag matches, it's a little different than a rumble. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming, you know, I've seen your older matches. Your style was um, that of a younger man. Um, <laughs> it's all spade to spade. And, and uh, your style most likely is going to have to change a little bit, you know, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, but for sure. I'm, for sure. I'm thinking, you know, with the injuries and everything that it's most likely going to change. Who do you I've asked you this question before, so I'm going to keep asking you until you. Until I feel like you know, because I think it's a very important question, and it's very important that you know you understand what you're going into and and who you're trying to be. Who yeah. is the new Chris Envy? As far as you know, what you can actually do in the ring. I mean, obviously, you know, come Sunday, we're going to find out a little more. See, and that's the thing. Like, I had a couple flashy moves that were kind of cool back then. I don't see any reason I can't still hit most of those. I don't know about the the standing backflip. Um, I don't know about the flipping leg drop. Um, I think it's just like, safe. We probably don't do that one. The flipping leg drop? <laughs> yeah. The only maybe, thing that sucks about that is if I don't line it up right and I land on somebody's face because that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the moonsault, it doesn't. The only thing I'm nervous about is the back of my head hitting and blacking out. That's it. Right. Any move that doesn't require the back of my head to hit, which shouldn't hit anyway, um, you know, tuck your chin, stupid. Right. Um, most of my offense doesn't have me landing on my back. So I should be good. I just got to, you got to be selective with it. You know, like I don't want to wrestle. Like I got to show them everything I have because if you give them everything, why are they coming back in the next show? Because they right. like your one move. No, fuck that. Let me tell a story. Let me go out there and, and work some psychology. Yeah. And because we're coming back on a, on a comeback, we can't come back as a heel. We can't be, we can't be that a list chicken shit fucking wish.com version of the Miz. We got to come back as a face, at least initially sell some fucking t-shirts. See if people even give a shit. If they don't give a shit, then we'll be like, you fucking respect me. I was on TV, not you. Right. But initially, I mean, this, no, I, we I, talk I about agree. The, I, I agree. The first, you know, match or two or three, you know, yeah. build it up. Get them on you know, board. That, that, that's one of the things that, that Ryan and I were talking about is that, you know, the whole bump card thing. You don't know how many more matches you have in you. So right. you want to at least have, you know, a couple matches where, you know, you can be that, that guy, the good guy. And then, you know what, if you're feeling good, fuck that crowd. <laughs> yeah buddy and now you're talking my language listen you know this part the next thing i'm gonna say will only be available on patreon so you want to timestamp that <laughs> you want to timestamp it ryan cut this out uh, about two weeks ago no maybe it was longer than that when was uh rumble it was going into rumble when my kids yeah. sat down Maverick, my 17, almost 18-year-old, he sat on the couch and we watched the whole little bloodline story. Um, 
the, the when they opened the show with it. it. Maybe it wasn't Rumble. It was before Rumble. The, that Raw before where they opened the show, and then they went to the match where uh, Jimmy got hurt and Sammy had to step in. He watched that whole segment. We haven't watched wrestling together. Maybe in passing, once in a while, he'll say something that he sees on TikTok. We didn't watch wrestling for a couple of years. I mean, I'm I'm hurt. I hardly watch it anymore. As you guys know, it's it's background noise when I'm doing laundry. Oh, we're he we're wa- bringing you back though. We're bringing wrestling back into your life. He he okay. watched it. We're so toxic. Yeah, and he loved it. <laughs> he sends me pictures. He's he he edits on Instagram. Dem boys today. He edits. He's got 27,000 followers on his page. People pay him to advertise on his page. Like, Stop. The kid's making money. How many followers does he have? 27,000. Have you thought about maybe asking him if he could just shout out the podcast? Maybe we can. Or if maybe he wanted to come on the show him. and tell us about what he does. Or, yeah, he could sponsor us, I mean. You know, and then. Uh, <laughs> or he can come on the show. Yeah. We can interview him. Yeah. And, and then all we, all we need. He does. It's just for him to shout the show out. You should work on that. <laughs> All right. Well, if he listens to this, he can come to me and we'll work it out. All right. So oh, this will all be cut out. So you're going to have to do that. Oh, fine. Fair enough. So <laughs> we're, we're watching and he starts sending me clips. Like his page is a Dallas Cowboy page. Um, but he, he actually talks to people. Never mind. Whatever. We'll put that over a different time. <laughs> so he's been editing like Dolph Ziggler is like his favorite. He's like, can I hit the super kick as my finish? And I was like, what? So I started telling him that I'm, I'm coming back. Like, I got to have this, at least this last run. And he's like, you know what we should do? We should form a tag team and I should be the one to retire you. And my jaw just dropped. Like, yo, that's fire. First of all, Ray Mysterious about to do that. But second of all, like I want to form a faction. You guys, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I want to be part of a tag team, turn on my partner and then yeah. a short little rivalry and lose. What if my son turns on me? I mean, yeah, yeah, Dominic, whatever, fucking little lesbian bitch. Yeah, but there, there but is no reason why he me? can't be better than Dominic. <laughs> he's already better than Dominic because he's right. not in the ring until he's ready. <laughs> exactly. Or you could do like a, you could do like a remix. You could do like a remix of that old WWS storyline, and you could like switch it up a little bit. You could be like, all right, you can go out to the crowd and give them the bump card speech and be like, it's time for me to hang it up. Bob, Bob. Uh, I've decided to sell Dynasty as a company. It's in good hands to an undisclosed buyer. You know, the sale was made through a third party, blah, 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 blah. And then you're giving this beautiful, heartfelt goodbye speech. And then your son comes out. It's the Shane McMahon. Shit. And he tells you that he bought your company. Right. But there's not two companies. It's just the one. And he bought it from his dad. And now his dad's like, wait, what? Okay. I'm with you. But what if, what if instead of him telling me that I, I suck and he bought it, what if he comes out to just just be there for the moment, the big hug, the embrace, raise my hand up like I'm sending my dad out, and then super kicks me? Yep, and then tell you, right? And then tells you, oh. and now we have to fight. We have to, or my headphones might fall off, and I'll look flabbergasted. And then you guys can have a little beef, and then you can have the blow off match where it's like, all right, dad, if I beat you. You walk out those two doors, let them hit you in the ass, and you never turn back. You never show your face around here ever again. But then you got to commit. You can never go to another Dynasty show. I mean, if I'm retiring. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. Well, yeah, but then you can never throw another Dynasty show and stay off the... Why are you upset? You want to say hi to these weird people? 
You don't want to say hi? You want to talk into the microphone? Why are you, why are you crying? Tell her to bring her ass in here. Yeah, ego trip. Mav, Mav asks. Mav's making characters in in the game. He's he's thinking about gear. I mean, the kid's name is Maverick Envy. Does it fucking get better than that? Like legit is, name yeah. is Maverick. Like I'm a Maverick. I don't need to be part of this fucking faction. And how old is he? He'll be eighteen on the third. Oh, it's perfect. But you keep let the water out. Keep your hands to yourself before you're going to bed. I didn't ask you to talk. Go let the water out. Keep your mouth shut. I want you to cut that same promo on your first opponent. Let the water out? <laughs> yeah. Let the water out. Keep your mouth shut. All right? <laughs> all right. Sunday. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. But you fucking do it. Let the water out. Your water just broke because you're a bitch. You're pregnant with my kid because I'm all up in that ass. I wish I lived back home. I'd go with you guys. I know. Come on up. Come on up for just that just that day. Yeah, just for some, well, I mean, you can you stay could longer. Just, you could just come home. Yeah. I mean, you probably you should. Come, you could just come home. John Arbuckle's right down the road. He's not right down the road. Well, I mean, kind I mean, closer to us than he is to you. Nothing is down the road from you, first of all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're damn right. <laughs> Maybe some cows or something. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> We're uh Sunday we're training with the uh the one the only Chris Camaro. Chris Camaro? Yep. Furio Falcone, for the those of you who don't know. That's um that would be the name I soccer don't do that. Know him as. Yeah. A soccer player. From the uh Suckle. from the reunion. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I got stuff to talk to you guys about the reunion. Well not the the last reunion, the the way we're gonna go forward. They're just all going to be reunion shows? Nope. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, every four years, we'll do one show. I will book myself on it as the champ, because that's what every indie person does. We're not going to be an independent wrestling company. Okay. Is this on the air? What are we doing right now? I mean, we we can finish up and then talk about it, or do you want it to be public knowledge? No, I don't think it should be. Because I, okay. I mean, I somebody put a bug in my ear, and I'm like, you know what? You're fucking right. You're fucking right. And I don't like saying that very often, especially when it, it differs from my viewpoint. But sometimes you got to think outside the box, which is the fucking straight, most direct way I should have been doing it from day one. Um, it's gonna be different. We're not a fucking independent wrestling company. I'm eager to hear, and. uh Give my thoughts and well, opinions. Well, tune into Patreon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to tell you how much I hate that idea. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I just felt like he'll be <laughs> So now, um, as Chris mentioned, this Sunday, um, which will be the Sunday after this episode drops, hopefully. <laughs> It'll be the Sunday after this episode <laughs> drops. He's going to be getting yourself. in the ring for the first time <laughs> and uh, taking bumps, hitting the ropes, getting a feel for the ring all over again. Yeah. Um, while you're in that ring, Chris, you know, it. is there anything 
any moves you know that that you're gonna add to your new repertoire or you know anything that you know anything new you're trying to do inside the ring that you're gonna be working on because obviously like you said you know there's a lot of stuff that you can maybe not sunday but going forward there's a lot of stuff that you might still be able to do no that's Um, that's too complicated for you you don't want to learn like cool you look you look like a cool submission guy like you you have like your beard and like what you do with your facial hair screams submission guy. you know what i want to do i don't want to i don't want to come off as like a fake mma submission guy but what i'd like to do is i want and you really need to work with your opponent on this but when I come back, I'd like for my offense to be more defense, where if you go to put me in your signature move, I reverse it. It doesn't have to be offensive, but I reverse it. So it's almost like a professor, like, oh, I, I scout you. I know what you're doing, and I reverse your shit. Like, I don't have to hurt you. You just can't hurt me. Right, but you got to hurt them to win. So how do you do that? Well, I just get you into a position <laughs> to hit the ego trip. Bang! Lights out. You can have it. Are you still so you're still planning on using that as your finisher? Yeah, a lot of people do it, but only one person does it better. The innovator, Chris Envy. No, PD, or PD Williams. PD Williams. <laughs> <laughs> he invented that shit. That was so funny. I was like, oh shit, he's, like, oh, shit, he's hyping himself up. Go a lot ahead, of other man. people. <laughs> no, I, see, the Chris Envy that you guys know and the Chris Envy that other people saw wrestle are two completely different people. Which is why I I feel like they should be completely different people in the ring as well. 2014, I would be putting myself over. 2023, nah, I'm a little more humble. Got to be different. I want to really focus on chain wrestling this Sunday because that was definitely my weak point. I watched Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan, um, Brian Danielson. Gonna say, I feel like that would be, he's the perfect person. To model your in-ring style after, I will never compare myself to that no, to the American no. Dragon. But I'm not saying obviously not. not not comparing yourself. Like he's one of the greatest ever. Um, but I'm right. But like style, stylistically wise, style after. But also, he's making a name for himself, lighting motherfuckers up. Yeah. I've always been real soft-handed in the ring. Um, for the most I, part, I feel like Super- at times though you need to make it fucking look, you know. Oh, lay your I, shit I have in no there. problem laying it in. I I want to lay it in, but I also don't want to be the asshole who's like, "You gotta hit and make it look real," because there's a lot of young up and comers, yeah, that think that's the way wrestling needs to be, and it doesn't. You can hit and you can work snug without working stiff, and if you think you have to be stiff to work, certain person that uh, Furio told me about over the weekend then you're in the wrong fucking business because you're going to yeah. get in there with the wrong guy. You're going to lay one in a little bit too hard and they're going to beat your fucking ass because this isn't fucking, da- we're not out here dancing. You hit me with something trying to act like a hard ass. I'm going to choke you the fuck out. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do in the ring. Get a little fired up. <laughs> no, whatever you just did right there, that like, that's a promo. That, that's that's whatever whatever that was. That's what this got to be. Minus the banana. Yeah, that was minus deep throat and a fucking fruit. <laughs> minus that humongous, inappropriate sized bite of banana. <laughs> Everything else. Hey, when you're good, you're good, perfect. guys. I mean, hitting on all cylinders right now. No gag reflex. <laughs> oh, hey, yo! Straight up. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. 
<laughs> Don't probably you will now, Noah Travis. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yep. Oh yeah. Um That's what she yeah, said. No, I definitely uh I mean that I, I don't see I mean you're you're really not planning on working with too many young guys that you know, super green guys, especially with the health issues. I don't I don't mind working with green guys as long as they're green guys that'll listen. If you got that chip on your shoulder, because I did when I came in, I didn't necessarily do backyard wrestling before I was trained. I did one little spot in somebody's backyard and that lit that fire like, yo, maybe I could actually do this. So I learned backyard around the same time that I was about to start training. So I'm okay with working green guys. I went in with a chip on my shoulder that I thought I already knew how to do this stuff. You know what I mean? Like I got a buddy who got a buddy who got a buddy who taught me how to do a hip, hip toss. You do the wrong kind of hip toss. Fine. We all make mistakes. But if I critique you and I help you get better, don't give me that bullshit. Like, nah, I'm going to do it this way. Cause that's how I learned from so-and-so. Okay. Well, then I will just really hip toss you or we're, I'm going to stretch you. And I'm not, I'm I, not that, I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a hard ass. But as long as the green guy's willing to learn and willing yeah. to listen, I'll dance with anybody. Right. And I, I, feel I just like won't that's, take a lot of your moves. Right. But honestly, I, I feel like with the amount of experience you have, that, you know, that's another layer to the comeback. You know, you can, you know, be that person that maybe these guys don't have. You know, obviously, you still, you know, this this could be your last run. Most likely will be your last run. And, it definitely will be. And so, you know, you have an agenda. You 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 have, you know, we're setting out on something, and we, we got to start it, we got to finish it. But, you know. Realistically, it, how long is this comeback? Year two tops. It depends on how many matches I get in. I'm not going to be that guy who's traveling every weekend. I love my life right now. I love the weekends that I have off with the kids and my wife and doing stuff around the house, especially during the spring and summer. We have so many plans. We're we're planning a wedding for next summer. You guys are invited, by the way. BYOB. Um, you. Bring your you own. You know, like I, there's a lot of shit your I want to do. <laughs> no, no, we'll have Bud. We'll have Bud. Don't worry. Um, my neighbor oh, grows. Um, <laughs> shit. Oh yeah, he's got fucking Christmas trees. Um, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going. With I don't know how often. I'm definitely not going to do the every weekend thing. But even if I do one a month for the next two years, that's 24 more matches. Right. That's a long time. That's a lot of matches but to get the, in. The best part is the same thing I told you when it came to Dynasty, which you know. I mean, you know, you're an intelligent guy. You you understand that things have changed from when you were wrestling before when it comes to social media. And, you know, they were there, but not like they are now. True. You can literally have a match you know, every three, four months. But as long as we're continuing to push out promos and video packages and all these different things, talking about it on the podcast, we can keep it going. Let me look. And at that's it. what nobody does, man. Nobody puts out the promos except Cardona does. And, and that's right. Uh, right. I, as far as an indie. Right. Um, but like, you know, that's what Cardona Don't fucking does. Call me indie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. You fucking old indie. Fuck. Indie. Um, <laughs> screw indie. That. Was envious. <laughs> but, you know that once. That that's what he does. As far as you know, it, he builds everything through Twitter. Everything. His whole character is built through Twitter. 
I tweet like twice a month. But we're going to change that because we're going to have to. Because if, even if, if we're going to make true, this comeback true. work for a year or two, we can't just have you wrestle, you know, every three, four months. And then, you know, whoever was in the crowd saw you. No, we need to fucking make people want to come see you. I agree. I you agree. Know, I mean, they're, they're coming to the show for you. I love to entertain. I love to be in front of the camera. Uh, I'm, I'm all in, man. I'm in. You want to film promos every fucking week? Let's film a fucking promo. I definitely want cameras yeah, there this Sunday. With the promos. What'd you say? Huh? I said, but you got to tell a story with those promos. Well, that's why we Listen, have a promo right. You don't lecture me with your three minute promo. That was a fire promo. Yeah. The first and, half. And, and I didn't write it down. Oh yeah. You could tell. <laughs> I mean, no, it was good. I told you it was good. I you put can you tell over. It was good. Freestyles a rap, but the shits are still pretty goddamn good. You know what I'm saying? You, like, you ever listen shit. to Harry Mack on TikTok? I listen to Harry Mack. Tells people to give him a word. Yeah, three words. Yeah, fucking amazing, yeah. man. Not on my best day could I do that. Not well. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't either. But you're talking to a guy that would have zero issue doing that. He's like, yeah, that's not impressive. I All right. Can... Next week. Harry Mack's really good. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. is good. Harry Mack is really good. Um, Wait, are you being sarcastic? No. You rolled your eyes. No. Oh, okay. I, no, I was like, no. he's really fucking good. <laughs> no, he, he not... rolls his eyes. Cause he's of the time. Oh, like, okay. Um, even if he's not being sarcastic. Yeah. Like I always animate my face. <laughs> right, right, and I... <laughs> isn't required. I'm just trying to make it's sure. Ah. But, um, you know, speaking of you loving to, you know, perform and be a performer, uh, we, we talk pretty much every week at this point <laughs> about, um, you know, the reality show king himself, Chris Envy. How you doing? So we've talked about hey. Wife Swap. We've talked about Divorce Court. Both of those, by the way, are on our TikTok at Envy Me Podcast on TikTok, um, where you can see the trailers for those. I mean, that's really it. I don't know. We can't find the Divorce Court episode. Um, you can find Hulu. Uh, Chris, tell them what uh, season and episode that is again for Wife Swap. Season seven, episode two. On Hulu of Wife Swap. I definitely fucked that up before, but that's where you can find it. Um, the uh, but, divorce court. If anybody has any knowledge of how to look things up better than I do, because Google doesn't work, it's uh, July twenty third, twenty twelve, episode on Fox. I yeah, I mean, if Fox. you guys could find that, that would be amazing because we are looking to gather the footage, all the the footage from um, Chris. Did you check the pirate bay? <laughs> no, we should. I should. Yeah. Good call. Well, so we don't get viruses. If anybody else wants to do that, send it over. <laughs> if anybody else wants to do that, we got a salary of zero dollars. Yeah. Uh, Envy me t-shirt. Envy me t-shirt. Yes. Chris will pay for your t-shirt. And one free hot dog <laughs> sure at will. the next dynasty. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't Not if no they're the prices that no they wanted at the yeah. last show. No condiments. <laughs> no bread either. Just the hot dog. I said not bring, if they charge. Bring your own bun. Probably <laughs> won't be cooked either, but whatever. It's a hot dog. Yeah, dude, they they wanted what like fucking uh, 
ballpark like, prices at the last show. They sure did. Like seven bucks with the works, something like that. <laughs> it was God, at the dinosaur yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, ah, maybe that's a little Chris, high. What's wrong with you setting the menu that crazy? <laughs> no, we told them they came down on price, but that's what they wanted with the meat fixings. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, you don't set your own concession price. We do. We run concession. We gave it to the venue so they'd make some more money. They probably made more than we did that show. I was going to say they they made out because they the concessions were rolling all night. Yep. But yep. Back to uh, back to the reality show king himself, Tattoo Nightmare. <laughs> Speak yeah. about it because there's very little knowledge on my end about this. Um, there is no footage, so we're really just there going was. off. Well, there was. Yeah, we're just taking your word for it. Yeah, we're completely taking your word for it. So, I mean, you, I'm not telling you to, but you could completely just sell yourself as <laughs> fucking whatever you want to be. Okay? No, it was a shit, <laughs> shit experience. Uh, so, uh, where to start? Uh, Dom Mizoraka, he'll never listen to this, but good dude, real good dude. Um, he saw it. Every time you guys bring up Wife Swap, he's like, don't forget Tattoo Nightmare. Anyway, um... <laughs> So a couple of years ago, well, a long time ago, when I first started tattooing in Colorado, I was dating a stripper and she wanted a tattoo. We I She had piercings. I'd given her piercings. I'd given her other tattoos. She ended up getting. OK, she wanted us to get match each other's name on. She wanted to get each other's names on each other. I don't know how to say that. Uh, no fucking way. We've been together like a couple weeks. No fucking way. But I will get a matching tattoo. So let's figure out what, what we want to get. At the time, I had Tigger tattooed on my shoulder with my son's name in blocks over it. I, stupid. Horrible tattoo. The tattoo was well done, but horrible. So she wanted to get Eeyore on her ankle. Okay. I don't understand, but all right. I'll get Eeyore too. And then you put the tail on the top of the foot. So we had matching tattoos. A fucking Eeyore. I'm getting changed in a wrestling locker room with fucking Tigger and Eeyore on my body. Real fucking tough guy. So then she starts telling people that she's pregnant and she's like two months along and it's my kid. No fucking way. It's not my kid. You're not pregnant. You're just fucking crazy. So that was my story. That's my pitch. To tattoo nightmare. I dated a crazy person, said she was pregnant uh, with my kid. It was just her way of trying to keep me around because we weren't really exclusive. You were just kind of like fun. Flavor of the well, week. I mean, she was a stripper. Yeah. I feel like a we just one. breezed past that. <laughs> I mean... This man went for his wife somewhere listening to the to the conversation. Yeah, she doesn't trying to she's not at home. I'm sure she's she knows she's... about all of this. He's like, I was with this chick, she was a stripper, and she doesn't know. We got know? These oh. Well, good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> You're in the same position as Travis. Oh, he gets shit. lucky that his wife doesn't listen to the podcast. A, yeah, yeah, she doesn't listen to her. There's very little of my past that she knows or wants to know about especially when it comes to that stuff i'm not making you an apple shut your face so well, that would be odd if you made the apple <laughs> you're not getting one i'll throw it at you you want this apple you gotta beat <laughs> wardlow this friday and rid of page Hold on. <laughs> all right but you gotta cut it with a butter knife 
I don't care if you're four. So, Tattoo Nightmare, cool show. Gus is, uh, Gus. Tommy was great. I don't remember the chick's name. She was great. Gus, so you get to the, sh- they fly out to L.A., and then uh seems to be the trend. Do they all fly you out to LA? Uh, no. Uh ABC's Revolution was in New York City. Father Albert was in New York City. What the fuck is ABC's What is this one? Every week ABC's you're throwing Revolution? something new at us. There's, there's more shows? There's six. What is that? Which one? Revolution? You, you tell tell us later because we'll talk about that at another all time. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's not a banana. That's an apple. Sounds like a gospel singing com- competition. <laughs> Revolution was a bunch of, like, it had Dr. Oz, it had Tim Gunn, it had a couple other people, and they all had their own little segment. Like, there was a, Dr. Oz would talk about health stuff. Tim Gunn would talk about fashion stuff. Everybody had their own little segment. Yeah. You did send So me I that. took yeah. uh, my ex-wife to uh, get a, a makeover. Uh, no, not really a butter knife. Go get a sharp knife. All right. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so... All right, no, no, for real, that won't. All right, so good luck, Ryan. This is gonna be shit right now because my four year old's out here trying to cut an apple with a butter knife. Hey, well, she just made the podcast. You'll be surprised what I'm gonna keep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they fly us out. I, I'm put up in a hotel. I show up at the place, and they have me walk into the building three separate times to get a good take. Um, which is a legit tattoo shop, but they rent the tattoo shop from actual tattooers. Mm. So it's not their setup in there. So I walk in three separate times. They get the footage they want. Then they're like, all right, we're going to go back. We're going to come out. They're going to ask you what you want. You show them what you got. Then they're going to come out with the, the design and act real surprised or tell them, tell them how much you like it. Okay. So I had asked for, that's the wrong side. Flip it over. I had asked for, it's on the inside of my ankle. So I wanted like a skull on the top of my foot and then wings on fire coming up my ankle. Kind of like, um, what's the name? Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to, you're going to hurt yourself. That's not what they gave me. They said it was too close to, uh, the hell's angels logo. So they just gave me a flaming skull that kind of looks like a uh, ghost rider, but, not anything like I wanted. There's no wings. There is fire. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> you want to talk about me? <laughs> no, for real. I'll get you a sharp knife in a few minutes. Let me finish this. We're almost done. We're in the home stretch. Give me that apple. <laughs> talk to here. Talk to them here. <laughs> Yeah, cut the damn apple, Chris. Oh, I got it. I got it. Get off the table, you naked butt. So so then I come out and I see this design that I'm not really crazy. It's not a bad design. It's just not what I asked for. And, you know, it's only permanent. So fuck it. Um, Then now you want to correct my language? So... Then I have. To, they're like, all right. Then we're gonna go and we're gonna place it on you. And they put pl- they place it, and then they give you lines to say, like the commercial break. Like, I got a little ass, so I could get a little ass. That's literally my line because what, what I have Eeyore fuck? on my ankle. I have Eeyore. 
The donkey. Oh, they made you sound like a douche on purpose? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And then, then they kept making me, like, so then they put the stencil on you and they take you backstage and uh, they pretend like they're tattooing you. They're not tattooing you. They pretend like they are while you're telling the story because obviously if you're getting a tattoo, the mic's going to pick up the sound of the tattoo. Like last week, remember the tattoo That's gun so when wild. I had it plugged in? Yeah. So they're talking to you the whole time they're talking. They're not actually tattooing. Then for the next seven and a half hours, I sat there in silence as they actually tattooed me. Because Damn, Gus, why didn't you talk to him? Gus didn't like the fact that I tattooed myself. He called me a scratcher. <laughs> like, bitch, I was trained. I was trained. Maybe you don't know the person that trained me, but I was shown how to do tattoos. Legit. I've been doing tattoos for a while, but he was the biggest fucking piece of shit ever. Fuck you, Gus. Yeah, Gus. Hey, hey, Gus. If you're listening, which you're not, but if you were, Daddy, fuck you. you. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Gus. If you that. ever hear this, you don't fuck. Yeah, I'm a fucking. I'm gonna tag you in it on Twitter. You piece of shit. So he made yeah. me feel like absolute garbage for a tattoo that I got like years before that. It wasn't very good, but whatever. It was on myself. I got went in a hot tub right after I had it done. The colors faded, and I didn't care because it was on me. So. He called me a scratcher. The show was actually called, the episode was called Scratcher. I think it was season two or three, episode two or three. Um, now it's something else. It's got some guy getting like a satanic cross or something. Um, but he called me a scratcher and he's like, no, he's talking to everybody else backstage. He's like, I fucking hate people like this, blah, blah, blah. Like really, really making me feel great. Real fucking welcome. Oh, he actually didn't like you. Oh, right, shit. Right, right. So, fuck us. Um, like, you don't know anything about me other than this one story about my fucking Eeyore tattoo that was like two inches big, and now I got this 17-inch fucking tattoo on my calf, which is really well done, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need a picture so of fucking that bad. so we can post it. It hurt so fucking bad, man. I feel like it got infected. Um it was seven and a half hours. I got a 20 minute break for lunch. Maybe it was a half hour, but I felt, I think it, I only took 20 minutes of it. Um, and I know they have like cameras all over the room, so I'm trying not to wince or show any pain, but that shit fucking hurt so bad. Um, I was like hopping around my hotel room that night and it felt like there was a marble in my leg bouncing up and down. It hurt so fucking bad. Oh, damn. Uh, but then I had to fake it to go to In-N-Out Burger. I had to walk over there. Right outside the hotel. Dude, so, I, I mean, I got a dope-ass tattoo. Not what I wanted, but have... it is a dope-ass tattoo. He did a great job on it. It was just a real shitty experience. And yeah, I can't it must watch have it. been on both parts because you literally cannot find this. Not even a picture of off. this tattoo anywhere. Nope. It was on. I know it was on because I had an old hand cam and I recorded the screen as it was on. Like, I, rec- I videotaped my TV um, but I don't know if I still have that footage. Well, if you do, we'll need it because that's the uh, looks like the only uh, footage left of that. Uh, we're gonna reach it's gotta out. It's got to be out to, there. Uh, yeah. What What is Tattoo Nightmare through? It was through Spike. Now I think it's so it's Paramount True Network. TV. Is it on there? Well, yeah, but my episode's not. I've tried looking it up online. No, it, but Paramount is who um who bought that all out. Oh, so. I'm going to reach out to them. We're going to try to find you this. You should. I probably ain't going to do anything, but we're going to try. I'm down, if, man. I haven't I tell seen you what, it. I've only seen it the one time. If all of you guys 
I'm going to find the email of who we need to contact at Paramount. And then we're going to get all of you. We're going to send them at least a dozen emails. And we're going to get this fucking episode. <laughs> I mean, because there was a, the other there was a girl on there who got a, a Columbine flower on her foot. I don't know what the third person got. The but there were definitely cross. three. That that's the episode that's, three. That now. was not on. That's what replaced me. So they just completely did away with that whole episode and put a whole new yep. one on. Yeah, it was on there for a little while because I it was on that one was on uh Pirate Bay. Was. We're gonna have to yeah. And now when they whenever I look it up, it brings me that one and I'm like, what the fuck? It was actually labeled scratcher for a while. What if this is like a Mandela effect type thing and you actually never did it? Bro, I got the fucking tattoo to prove it. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, nah, I know I did. Look, look at the tattoo. That's a big ass tattoo. Did it Christ. does it go onto your foot? No. Is that your ass? What the fuck? Yeah, man. That shit's so big it went from his ankle to his ass. That's pretty sick. It's dry as hell, but yeah, you should probably. It literally goes like lotion your legs two bro. inches below my knee, from my ankle to two inches below my knee. That shit fucking Man. hurt. Yeah, shitty yeah, times. Definitely the worst show I've ever done, top to bottom. The fake, most fake producers were all like everything. They they feed you fucking lines like garbage. So it was, in fact, a tattoo nightmare. A tattoo nightmare. Yeah. Yes. Through and through. Like, like I said, the, the chick, I don't remember her name. I apologize. And Tommy, guy from uh, uh, Ink Masters. Yeah, Miami. I think was it was. It? Yeah, you Ink said Master. it was supposed to be which episode? Just Whatever one on Holy Cross is. I'm pretty sure it was season two or episode three, episode three. two or three. Season two, episode three. Yeah. <laughs> You on Pirate Bay right now? Not that we condone that. Well, I tell you what, no, we're we're gonna do our best to try to find that. But in the meantime, what we will do is we will post on our socials. Well, we're gonna post a picture of the end result of that tattoo that almost um, took off Chris's leg. Uh, we're gonna post a picture of that. All right, and we're also, uh, you know, we're just gonna try to find this damn episode. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Um, make sure you tune in next week because next week, um, we're going to talk about how Sunday went. We're going to talk about how, you know, Chris's t- first time back in the ring. Um, we're going to talk about the whole experience, um, you know, stepping between the ropes, just getting a feel for the ring all over again. Um, so make sure you tune in. Uh, it's going to be some good conversation and hopefully the comeback will still be on. <laughs> you won't know unless you tune in. So tune that's in. That's right. You want to know where to find us? Well, that's easy. You just go to envymepodcast.com because everything we do is at envymepodcast.com. From our, all, all of our podcast merch. episodes, our YouTube, all of our socials, and now our envyme merch. Yeah, buddy. We only got two shirts, but they're 
two goddamn good shirts. Okay. Do they fuck? So you go to envymepodcast.com, you click store or shop, you that button, and it's gonna take <laughs> you, know you right go. there. You know, yeah, where to go. you know you know where to go. When go you get, get to this shirt. point of the show, I feel like you're that person that you call and you're like, Hey, this is Travis's voicemail. Leave me a message after the tone as if people don't know how fucking voicemail works yet. You're that guy at this point of you the show. You know what? The, see, the, the difference is, though, Mr. Asshole is... <laughs> Mr. Asshole? Is maybe these people don't, you know? That Billy I, I feel like you have to, to say envymepodcast.com eight times for them to understand maybe I should go to envymepodcast.com because that's where I can find everything about envyme. A Dynasty podcast, okay? Where? Now, I'm going to take us out. Is that okay with you? If you do it better than last week. Okay, how's this? Thanks, guys, for listening to Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. Have a great day. No, you still All finished right. it with something nice and happy. Like, oh, it's all nice. <laughs> hey, fuck podcast, faces, this was Envy shit. Me, a Dynasty podcast. We'll see you next week. No, that's better. Yeah. That hurt my feelings to say that. Oh, I didn't know you still had any. I'll do better. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> if you like to talk to tomatoes, if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce Excuse me, have we got a show for you? Thank <laughs> you.